1: There are only two Saturdays remaining in Cigar Oktoberfest, our annual celebration combining two of the most fabulous consumable items that have ever been created, the cigar and beer. And we have moved to the Dunedin Brewery front and center, our Ford Theater of Command, Command Center Alpha, as we conduct Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers with our longtime friend, and, yes, Mike Bryant, the founder and proprietor of Dunedin Brewery, we will be sampling at least six great Dunedin Brewery beers, a craft, one of the first craft breweries, I think the first, in the Tampa Bay area around the Cigar City. And we also have about six other different beers that we will sample, including a Molson Canadian, eh? So we're going to be sampling a cornucopia of fine brewskis today long ash greetings and salutations, a long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio, and I'll also say cheers and happy Cigar Oktoberfest, Cigar Day, the general front and center. From the right, actually, where all the brewing takes place in Dunedin Brewery, and as I look over in the mash tun, a 961-gallon stainless steel giant tank, I see ample amounts of smoke rising where the start of beer is being created, and it's my pleasure to welcome longtime friend and many-time guest here on the Cigar Dave Show, Mike Bryant, the founder and proprietor of Dunedin Brewery. Mike, I think, I'm trying to think. I think we go back now at least about, geez, 14, 15 years. Man,
2: it's, it's like it's been, we've been doing this for a while. It's okay. great. It's it, a it's, lot of fun.
1: I remember we did one, if I'm not mistaken. We did a beer tasting from Gasparilla. Right on Bayshore Boulevard, the big uh, pirate invasion. It's the equivalent of Mardi Gras uh, here in the Cigar City of Tampa. And I remember we sampled a whole bunch of great beers, uh, and we've been coming back and having you on on a regular basis. And Dunedin Brewing, I should say, Lieutenants, Dunedin is located in Pinellas County. If you were to look at Tampa, and uh, on a clock, Tampa would be the center. If you were to take, uh, look, 9 o'clock on the clock almost due west, that's where you would find Clearwater and Dunedin. And uh, it is a little bit uh, south. Well, I'd say it's probably a little bit uh, north of St. Pete, south of Clearwater.
2: Right. Well, north of north Clearwater, south of Tarpon Springs. South of
1: Tarpon Springs, correct. South of Tarpon Springs. So it is right, uh, actually, if, if, probably go about another maybe couple of blocks. We're in the Gulf of Mexico. Right.
2: We're at open, open o- uh, city. Open Gulf. Open Gulf.
1: Exactly. So now, I believe... Dine brewery, one of the first craft beer uh, breweries opened in the Tampa Bay area.
2: Um Ybor City was first in the Ybor city, city right. and but we're the oldest surviving microbrewery. You know, not a, we're not a we look like a brew pub because we have a tasting room that sells food and all that, but we're the oldest surviving microbrewery.
1: what is the definition of a microbrewery?
2: Um microbrewery they they've changed the definition over the years, but we when we first started, it's by the license and it's a brewery that um, brews that used to be 25,000 barrels a year or something like that. And it changes a little bit as bigger guys, be gro- smaller guys grow bigger. Um, but it's pretty much it, it, where it's handcrafted. That was another term in the old days, handcrafted. But it's micro, it's a small brewery. Everything that a big brewery has but all done by hand pretty much. And uh, not automated. I mean, you've seen the guys are just all up there everything they Gets done is done by hand or forgotten is done by hand, you know?
1: Well, you know, we, we had a chance to talk to and, and meet the Dunedin Brewing team, Trace Kelly and Ricky Kranz and Adam Dinling, and they'll be joining us in just a little bit, but they're all hard at work. We've got Private Eric with our uh, high def uh, HD video camera who's following them uh, today because we're going to be posting, we're going to put edit a little piece. A video piece on exactly how beer is made. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had Phil Azun, a uh, noted home brewer here in the Tampa Bay area, and uh, he talked a little bit about home brewing. And the only difference, really, is this is on a much larger scale. And in addition to using, uh, getting a kit where a lot of the hops and the the malts were pretty much made and ready to go, you do it from. Ground zero almost from the very beginning where the hops come in, the barley, uh, and you're creating your own uh, your own blends. Right.
2: That's how we started. That started in the garage as a home brewer. And that's the, we're all, it's the same stuff. It's exactly the same. Uh, it's just equipment as you get larger. It's just larger equipment, maybe automation. Um, that's the only way to keep up when you have a lot of demand for the product.
1: We look at cigar. Uh, we, uh, we're celebrating cigar Oktoberfest, but the reason that we we always uh, go around the cigar Oktoberfest theme because Oktoberfest is the world's largest beer festival held annually in Munich, Germany, 16-day folk festival that runs from mid or late September to the first weekend of October. And I always say this, why don't they call it Septemberfest? (laughs) (laughs) They started in September. Why do they? But we celebrated all, you know, I think in the United States, September's Bourbon Heritage Month, so we really kick it in the entire month of October. And when you think about it, in many parts of the country, the leaves are changing, the temperature is is changing, uh, getting a little cooler, the sky changes. I mean, down here in Florida where Mm -hmm. we live, it gets to be a bluer sky Bluer
2: sky yeah. And, yeah and you
1: start to feel the humidity going away so everywhere across the country the change of seasons is around and oktoberfest uh, at the oktoberfest celebration almost 8 million liters mm. are served during the 16 16- Day Festival. Man. Now, what do we just hear in the background? Because we're brewing, you're brewing as we speak.
2: Yeah, I asked Ricky. Ricky, what was that that fell back there? No, it's the, they're uh, taking the screens out of the mask. <laughs> oh,
1: the screens. So the, so the screens, so basically when they do that, that's where all the the barley and all the malts are, are then You're
2: rinsing. Coming. Yeah, you're rinsing off the wort. You're producing wort. You're rinsing off all the maltose sugar that comes from the, the enzyme activity and it goes off into the kettle. So what they're doing, they're taking all the grain out and they'll put it in bins, and that goes to the farmer, feed some cattle, and then they're pulling those um, those grains. It's almost like a coffee filter kind of thing, but these are stainless, and they're v wire screens. A lot of guys use milled floors, but, you know, we're v wired and they run them out, clean them off. And coming back in, they're pretty heavy.
1: And we're going to go from step one all the way to the very last step, some A to Z. But to talk a little bit about beer, it is the most widely consumed alcoholic beverage in the world, the third most popular drink overall after water and tea, and it's thought to be the oldest fermented beverage going way back into 9500 B.C. when cereal was first farmed and recorded in ancient Iraq and ancient Egypt. Beer is usually 4 to 6% alcohol by volume. It can certainly vary and go a little bit higher. But when we talk about beer, there are two primary types, two styles. And we're going to get into some of the styles. But we have ales and lagers. Right. So, Mike, the difference, please.
2: Well, the difference is the yeast strain that's used and the temperature that it's fermented at. Originally, beers in southern Germany were brewed as ales because it was in the warmer parts of the country you had a limited time that you could brew the beer and all this, and the, then you'd start cellaring it all. Well, I believe Carlsberg discovered uh, lager yeast, a yeast that would grow in, the, in the colder temperatures and then they could cellar it, and that's when beers started clearing up, which led from going from mugs that people didn't want to see what was in the beer to glassware. Glassware made by each manufacturer, so you could actually, was it wasn't scary to look at the beer at that point
1: now lager is lager the number one selling style of beer in the world
2: i would say so because it's delicate the yeast uh, do not produ- and the fermentation temperature don't produce uh, phenolics and, and things that are real fruity esters so uh, it's more delicate it's more acceptable to uh, uh, more people and uh, over the years it's gotten more delicate more delicate
1: right lager <laughs> takes longer to ferment correct
2: Yes, you cellar it longer. When you first uh, do uh, tastings of the product into the first week or two weeks, you know, you probably go, This is, we've made a mistake. Let's this, uh, this dump this or something, you know. But uh, as you let it lager, it really gets good. Very delicate, uh, malty, sweetness, uh, you know, very low hops usually. So it's uh, easy to,
1: for a lot of people to consume. And then we move into ales, which is a top fermenting yeast. And certainly, ales, especially with the craft brewing craze, have become far more popular.
2: Right. And it was it had to do with uh, expenses at the first. Um, it costs a lot of money to have a, a product sitting for three or four weeks or a month versus, uh, well, three or four weeks anyway for a, for a uh, ale. But let's go into a month and a half. You're paying to keep it cold and all this. So a lot more investment, a lot more tanks. So um, the craft brewers started uh, with ales. Ales permit a warmer temperature. Not as much expense to keep them cold. Uh, they're more forgiving. They're not as delicate. There's more esters. There's more flavor out there to uh, excite the customer, so to speak. So it let the craft brewing industry just start giving customers all these new flavors and names and different different things that were in the style, to suppo- to a degree, but mostly out of style, you know, to the old world uh, beers.
1: Mike Bryant, the owner, founder, proprietor of Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida, not far from the Cigar City of Tampa, our guest. And actually, we are front and center. We have moved Command Center Alpha right to the heart of Dunedin Brewery, right on their brewing floor. So we've talked about the lager. We've talked about the ale. Now let's move into stouts and porters, darker beers using a roasted malt or a roasted barley.
2: Right. They're ales. They They are are, ales. They they are ales. They are ales. And um, the stouts were mostly Irish Uh, Guinness is the famous, you know, that St. James Gate is where they had their brewery. And at one point, uh, St. James Gate Brewery gave water, made sure water was available to people during the, the times of no water. And And it's a really, really good well, but they're ales. They're just, um, roasted barley and, uh, black patent malt, which is a patented malt from way back.
1: Then let's move into, uh, some wheat beers.
2: Yeah, wheats were, and they started in, mostly in Germany and they're, Different styles. American style doesn't have the banana esters and the cloviness in it, which comes from the yeast and the temperatures that it's uh, fermented at. But they're just a mostly cloudy. You can get a you can get a crystal wheat, which is just a wheat that sits in lagers for a while, and all of the uh, yeast you know settles out and it looks clear. But the the cloudy ones are the ones that are uh, real popular today.
1: Now people equate wheat with a little bit uh, not as a little bit smoother. Not as spicy, not necessarily as flavorful, but that's really controlled more by the hops than it is the actual wheat or the 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 barley or the malts. Correct? Right,
2: and you can add uh, brown dark malts in and it, make it a dunkel and things like that. There's there's a the wheat is almost like a um, a blank palette so to speak, a like white canvas that you can do stuff with, depending on the yeast you use. And then uh, Belgian, a Belgian Lambic. Yeah, Belgian Lambic. It's uh, You know, that started, I don't know if it was a mistake or whatever happened, but they were brewing beer in what's now called a cool ship, open fermentation. And I guess because they were longer, they had more space uh, or more surface area and wild yeast got on there. So it's almost like a champagne situation. Those beers, if they're a true Lambic, are in that region of Belgium. And they're tart. They can be tart. They are different flavor you know you get them uh, high gravity they can be
1: multi-sweet but they're still completely just a, their own little character and let's talk about two terms that are important in, in terms of beers one is gravity and one is IBUs uh, standing for international bitterness units I've talked primarily about IBUs over the past uh, month on Cigar Oktoberfest but what is gravity what does that mean what does that measure
2: gravity you're measuring coming out of the tun. you're producing alto sugar so the more grain-to-water ratio and the more efficiency you have to your grain and your en- the enzymes in the grain, you're going to extract out more sugar. Okay, So the starting sh- and fermentable sugars, there's uh, non-fermentable sugars, depending on the temperature that you're mashing in uh, from like 148 to 156, or 156, you're going to get 156 is going to give you non-fermentable sugars, and that'll still show up in your gravity, but... You're, it's going to be a beefier beer. It doesn't ferment. Those sugars don't ferment, so it's going to be a, a beefier beer, for more for full-bodied. Uh, the 148 brings you to more fermentables. Same gravity, but it will go down and ferment it all, and not all of it, but down
1: into more alcohol. So what is the gravity? What are the number? What are the, the range?
2: Um, usually 10. Well, these days, people, guys are doing these double, triple IPAs, so you can be 120, 1.12. You know, it's way up there. Our 1050 is normal.
1: So 10 to 50 is normal? 10, meaning
2: 10.1, 10, meaning 1.050 is normal. And 1080, 1.080 uh, gravity. And specific gravity you measure in a jar, just like if you're measuring sugar, or you can do it with a Bricks meter, which is a little refractometer.
1: And so the lower the gravity means what? Uh,
2: the lighter in alcohol.
1: Lighter in alcohol, the higher the gravity Obviously, the higher in alcohol and IBUs, International Bitterness Units, the scale is what, zero to?
2: Well, around 30. 30 would be low and 80, 100. Yeah, there's a lot of strains coming there. That hops are hard to, um, to bring up a new hop. You know, you have to run it by, usually by seed instead of just rhizomes. But um, a lot of new stuff coming in there and a lot of uh, uh, collaborative effort to mix them.
1: Well, we've talked about IBUs uh, the last month. I know that uh, last weekend on the show I sampled some beers that were, I think there were some 17, some 24s. There's one that was, I think, like 38. So you definitely notice the difference in hoppiness and that little spice uh, that, that that hits the palate. So we've got the basic terms down. We are front and center today for Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers at Dunedin Brewery, Dunedin, Florida. Mike Bryant, the founder and the proprietor, owner of Dunedin Brewery, our guest, along with uh, many of his Dunedin brewing team, will be joining us in the next uh, probably one hour and 45 minutes. Lieutenants, as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest, we'll start our sampling when we continue.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at cigardave.com the story that made the cigar the cigar that made history 80 years ago monte cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars now that legacy is honored by the very special Extremely limited edition, Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pilatico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller bodied and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Surgeon General warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latino, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for twenty-two you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
3: Surgeon General warning: Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth and low birth weight.
0: In heaven there is no Welcome to Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge. Cigars and spirits are permitted and encouraged in all areas your stunning server will be attending to you shortly. In the meantime, enjoy the Lounge Sounds.
1: And not only are we enjoying uh, the Lounge, we're actually at the Neaton Brewery where it all takes place, so we're conducting broadcast maneuvers, our forward theater of operations between the mash tun, the kettle, and the fermenters, right where we want to be. Mike Bryant, the proprietor, founder, owner of Dunedin Brewery, is uh, with us. Now, today, Mike, we will be enjoying a uh, about a dozen different beers. So let me go over the beers that we'll be enjoying from Dunedin Brewery. First up, your Oktoberfest lager. we got to start off with an Oktoberfest. Then we're going to go into your brown ale. Then we're going to go into a Dunkel that you call Are You My Dunkel? Then we'll go into your famous apricot peach, which we've had many times. Then we're going to go into the Jackie Bones, which is a pumpkin spice-type beer. And then we're going to go into Bakia, which is a tart Belgian quad. And then from some of the other brewers across the land, we'll enjoy a Molson Canadian, some lager, eh? And maybe we'll have some uh, poutine as well as uh, some Tim Hortons coffee and a donut, eh? Then we'll enjoy some Imperial Pumpkin from Southern Tier Brewery. We'll enjoy from Breckenridge Brewery their vanilla porter. We will enjoy some Guinness Extra Stout from Dublin. Then we'll enjoy some Lagunitas IPA from Lagunitas Brewing in Petaluma, California. I have been there. It is no longer a craft brewery because it has been taken over (laughs) by Anheuser-Busch, part of InBev. And we'll get to that in a little bit. And then we'll also try some of the Truck Stop Honey Brown Ale. Brewed in Gadsden, Alabama. So we've got a pretty good assortment, I would say, Michael. That looks good. Looks so good. when we come back, lieutenants, we will conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. Only appropriate that we enjoy a cigar that is made for the Oktoberfest season. It is the Casada Oktoberfest. It will pair up beautifully with all of the dozen beers that we will sample as we continue Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers with Mike Bryant from Dunedin Brewery in Dunedin, Florida, just outside the Cigar City as we say cheers and enjoy the good life.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Perdomo Special Craft Series, including Amber, Stout, and Pilsner. These cigars pair beautifully with beers for Cigar Oktoberfest. The Perdomo Special Craft Series Amber has a spicy, sweet Cuban seed sun grown wrapper and Cuban seed Nicaraguan fillers. It's a medium to full bodied smoke that pairs exceptionally with an Amber, Pale Ale, Lager, IPA, Oktoberfest, or double IPA beer. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at cigardave.com.
1: It's the General Cigar Dave, and we've got two big events occurring. In the Cigar City of Tampa, both at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. First up on Thursday, October 29th, Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. Celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary, I'll be hosting this great event where attendees will receive four great cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. We'll have spirits tasting featuring Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra select great food, libations, delicacies, at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Thursday, October 29th. Tickets, $100 and available at CigarDave.com. Then, on Saturday, November 21st, it's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. As we enjoy great Davidoff cigars, great spirits from Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels, great delicacies, all poolside. Tickets available at CigarDave.com. Two great events in the Cigar City coming your way.
0: an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar lightation Maneuvers.
1: It is only appropriate that as we conduct Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers that I enjoy a cigar that has an Oktoberfest theme. So therefore, I am pulling out a Quesada Oktoberfest, redesigned with a new band for 2015. And this has been created by the Casada family and Manuel Casada. They wanted to come out with something that was very limited, very unique for Oktoberfest that would go nicely with a number of uh, different beers. And this is a Dominican puro, meaning the wrapper, filler, binder, all from the Dominican Republic, República Dominicana. And it begins with a Dominican cibao wrapper. It is a thick, dark, oily wrapper. The long filler Criollos Visos Lajeros from Republica Dominicana gives it a nice medium to full bodied flavor. Again, goes nicely. This would go great with a stout. This goes nicely with some lagers, definitely some IPAs. So it's very, very nice. Comes in a number of different sizes, but I have pulled out the Das Boot, which is their torpedo. Six inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. Suggested retail. For this cigar is in the eight, eight and a half dollar area. Again, it's very limited. When they are done with this batch for the year, they are done. And uh, actually, not only did I get this particular cigar, but I picked up a bundle at the cigar retailers convention because I told Terry Riley, I said, Terry, don't forget. In October, you have to send me some Oktoberfest. Don't run out before you send them to me, because every time I go to a retailer, they're always out. He said, hold on, General. He had a bundle right in their booth, so I took the bundle. This is what I have. I think I've got about uh, 18 to go. So we will savor those, and that's what I will enjoy today, the Casada
0: Oktoberfest Das Boot Torpedo. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Well, I'm going to use a very
1: special cigar scissors today, created specifically for this type of torpedo. Very elegant way to cut the cigar, very fancy. And because we're at Dunedin Brewery, because we're conducting Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers, I got to bring out something special. That's why we brought out these
0: special cigar scissors maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Well, because beer is brewed really old
1: school. It's there's some high tech involved, but it still involves putting in the 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 hops, still putting in the malt, still overseeing everything, filtering everything. I'm going to use the oldest method of litation known to mankind, that is a flint-based litation device. The old Flint, the cavemen have been using it, and we use it today here in the 21st century, and I will use that on my Cigar Oktoberfest.
0: Cigar, cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two,
1: one. Now I will gently, oh, perfect cut. The, I'll tell you, this cigar scissors, unbelievable. Very nice. Stainless steel. Very, I don't know who you gave this to me. I think these are some old Calibris, but I will now gently toast the foot of this beautiful Cigar Oktoberfest. And I know that, uh, Mike, you are salivating right now <laughs> to enjoy one with me as well. Okay, right. Outstanding. Mm. Nice. Definitely can taste the rich flavors, the rich notes. That Sabao wrapper really gives it a lot of heft, a lot of richness to it. Mm. Good. Very, very nice, and without any further delay.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: First up from Dunedin Brewery. Is the... Oh, I thought that was actually... It sounded like a blowtorch going on in the background. They're actually uh, creating, <laughs> doing something back in the brewery. They're cleaning the screens. Uh, they cleaning the screens. Okay, I was wondering what that... I thought they were using a torch back there. They were lighting up as well. So, Mike, uh, the founder and proprietor of Dunedin Brewery, first up we have the Cigar Oktoberfest. So tell me about And I should say we're also joined by Ricky Krantz, one of the Dunedin Brewing team experts. So one of you gentlemen, tell me about this. It's got a nice reddish amber color, not what I would think a, an Oktoberfest lager would have.
4: Well, that's uh, that's pretty traditional for an Oktoberfest mart. Mm. Like a, a Marzen-style Oktoberfest yeah. lager. Um, it's going to be... A little amber in color. It's got some nice, nutty, rich, malty notes to it. Yeah. And uh, that one, I think, is perfect for a leader because as it warms up, you start getting the, the complexity of the base malts. That and it's very pleasant. Tasty. Yeah. It's, it's, that it's, is it's very nice. It's right around 6%, so it's a pretty good one to throw back a couple of pints, though.
1: So tell me about how the Cigar Oktoberfest is uh, what goes into this. Tell me
4: about how it's brewed, how it's different, obviously, than an ale. Um, well, that's actually a lagered beer. So we use a different species of yeast, Saccharomyces, pastoris, that ferments at cooler temperatures. So our normal our normal ales are going to f- ferment right around 68, 70 degrees. That one's closer to 58, 60 degrees. Mm. Um, so it takes a couple more weeks, uh, ties up the tank for a little bit, but the clean flavors that you get towards the end of drinking that is it's really letting the malt shine instead of having the yeast sort of butt its way in there. Is there a specific type of malt that you use
1: to get this type of color and richness?
4: Well, the, the color is coming from caramel malts. So they take uh, essentially what could be a base malt, and they throw it through a, uh, a kiln, and that starts to darken the grist or the, the hull on the grain itself. It starts to take on color. It caramelizes some sugars. And that gives you that complexity of flavor that you get in the beer.
1: It's very nice. A lot of flavorness to it. Not a lot of hoppiness. Right. Not a lot of hoppiness. On an IBU scale, maybe what, 25?
4: I don't know exactly. We take IBUs pretty loosely around our brewery. Um, If I had to put a number on that one, it would probably be right around 20.
1: Yeah, it's very, very smooth. Not a lot of hoppiness. I'm not getting anything really at the back of the palate. It's very pleasant. The beer, it's funny because you look at the deep redness of it, it looks like it's going to be a lot hoppier than it is. But it's a very pleasant beer, and uh, and this is only available during the Oktoberfest season here at Dunedin Brewery.
4: Yeah, we brew that once a year, and it's only, only available for the limited amount of time that we have it. We make maybe 35 barrels of it the entire year.
1: Outstanding. Now, let's move on to the next beer that we will enjoy, and we're going to move from Dunedin Brewery. We're going to go all the way up to Canada, eh? Yeah. Got to talk like a Canadian. So we're going to have some Molson Canadian, a nice, fine lager beer, eh? And uh, I'm going to open that up, so here we go, and... Three, two, one. We'll open that up, and I will grab that Stein, and I'm going to pour this. Now, again, when we think of Labatt's, we think of Molson, we think of Coors, we think of Budweiser, they're all lagers. So those are the mass market beers. Nice uh, golden yellow to it. On the – definitely get a wheat and a a, almost a – yeast-type aroma on the nose. I'll take a sip. Actually, let me say (coughs) cheers. Mm. You know, it's it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's a very popular beer. It's a pleasant beer, and it sells a ton, Mm. not only in Canada but in parts of the United States. So your basic mass-produced lager. Right, a little bit of corn sweetness there instead of the malt sweetness. Mm -hmm. Take another sip here. And again, I mean, these are very popular beers, but what has happened over the last number of years, Mike, is the boom in craft breweries. But what has happened is we've seen the big get bigger. And part of that is because the craft brewery boom has become so popular, they have lost market share. And a big story took place a couple of weeks ago where Anheuser-Busch InBev made an unsolicited offer for Saab Miller, the second largest brewer in the world, Initially, I think it was uh, just under $100 billion, and they upped it $7 billion mm. to $107 billion, which Saab Miller's board agreed to. It will result in the company owning over 400 beer brands, including eight out of the top American ten brands. Mm. Right away, the new Bud, Coors, Miller, Stella, Molson conglomerate will be responsible for producing roughly 30% of all the beers mm. in the world. Now, I think they're going to face some antitrust issues. What is interesting is that many of these big beer companies, if you talk about Anheuser-Busch, you talk about Miller Coors, is they have seen their market shares go down over the last 10 years, continuing, and what's going up? The craft beers. So what are they doing now? They're trying to fight the craft beers by two things, creating their own craft beer and buying the craft beers that are out there. And, in fact, a lot of people think that Blue Moon uh, Brewery is a – yeah, craft beer, unique story. Well, actually, it's part of Coors. Right. Pierre Ellis. Right? Exactly. We'll and if you take a look, here's some of the other interesting names that people may not realize. Uh, Goose Island Beer is part of Anheuser-Busch InBev. Blue Point Brewing. Pilsner Urkel is part of Saab Miller. Crispin uh, Cider is part of Saab Miller. In fact, one of the beers we're going to sample today, the Lagunitas IPA from Lagunitas Brewing Company in Petaluma, California. Great. they were just taken over by Anheuser-Busch. And so right now you have a lot of brewers that have put their heart into it, but now somebody knocks on the door and says, hey, here's $60 million for you. Here's $30 million. Here's $300 million. Most of these guys are going to say, okay, great. You know what? I'll take the money. I'll operate it for a few years. I'll sit out my non-compete and maybe I'll do it again. Right. But I think there's going to be somewhat of a backlash because the people that are very what I call the craft beer connoisseurs – if there's any changes in the beer, they're going to know it, and they're going to start deviating away from that beer. And I right. think there's also something they don't want to go with the establishment.
2: Right. It's a uh, you know it's truth in uh, in product and brand. I mean, if a small guy's doing it. You can walk in and you can actually talk to somebody that puts their hands on it and does it and owns it and the crew and all that. And uh, when you get big, and it's ine- inevitable as you grow, uh, you want to grow a brand as big as the you know, say Budweiser, I mean, it, people don't realize how hard it is to produce a Pilsner like that that can be served anywhere in the world. Right. It has to end up being the way it is. And, uh, you know, with all the problems that can come along the way, and they do it in the great way, I and mean, it's an unbelievable way that, I mean, getting the beer everywhere they get it, to do that with a, a small craft beer and maintain that craft and that, that profile of the beer, you know, what it really is. It's really hard. It's going to, it's really not going to, I don't see it happening like you're saying because in Germany, if it could happen, there wouldn't be all these little g- breweries in every town in Germany almost. So people want local. Right. They strive for real, the real stuff. It has to be real and transparent. And When you put out that you're a small craft brewery and you're not, why not be... I would be proud if I was a large craft brewery. I wouldn't be ashamed of it. I would just be proud that, I mean, Budweiser and Miller Coors should be proud that they can put a product out there that's bulletproof and customers get it the same pretty much everywhere. I mean, if you go to, to Ireland, uh, Budweiser changes a little bit. European changes a little bit. They're continental pilsners. But that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and it, I don't understand why they're trying to become something small or make people think they're something small when they're actually big and just be proud of it, you know? Well, I think they are
1: they see where the business is going. So instead of uh, uh, they've got the resources, they've got the distribution to be able to go in and say, look, you've got a successful company. We think we can make it bigger. We want to get in on the action. So really what they're doing is they're hedging their bets. But it's interesting because I don't know if you remember during the Super Bowl last year, Anheuser-Busch InBev created a, uh, a commercial called Budweiser Proudly a Macro Beer. And it made fun of consumers who fussed over flavors like pumpkin peach ale, you know, and some of the other craft beer flavors that are made. And they made a big deal out of it. And I think that backfired on them. Well, and yeah. and Coors Miller came back and said, hey, we think that's good that there's all these other people coming in. And, and they embraced it. So right. two different attitudes. But deep down, they may have wanted to create a commercial going after them. But they ended up going out and buying a lot of these other
4: companies, including Lagunitas recently. Well, yep. one of the funniest yeah. parts about that is they actually bought Elijah just before that commercial came out, and they made a pumpkin peach ale. Exactly.
1: So they're, they're hedging their bets. But, look, I don't think it can, the craft movement can be stopped. This isn't a fad. This is something that is here. People want something. It's like the boutiques and cigars. Yes, the the Altadas, the General Cigars, the Davidoffs, they're doing great. They have great cigars. They make great products. But there will always be room for a craft or a boutique cigar manufacturer who says, look, I'm going to do something a little different. And there's plenty of room for everybody. Right. There's right. plenty of room for everybody. And in fact, in many cases, we've seen Altadas embrace the boutique manufacturer. They went to Rafael Nodal and said, we'd like to create a Romeo and Julietta with you called Romeo and Julietta Aging Room. So mm-hmm. we'll have you blend it, working with our people. And it's, it was a Industry, massive hit, yeah. sold out their limited right, production right. run. So the yeah. smart companies are ones that say, hey, we'll embrace this, we'll work with uh, the boutiques, and vice versa, rather than saying we're going to butt heads. When we come back, we will get in. We've already sampled the Dunedin Brewery Oktoberfest Lager. I wanted to call it Cigar <laughs> Oktoberfest. Uh, the Molson Canadian Lager Beer. And then we're going to hit some of the other beers on tap, including the Dunedin Brown Ale, Are You My Dunkle, which is a nice Dunkel. And talking about pumpkin, we'll go up to Southern Tier in Western New York, and we'll try some of their Imperial Pumpkin Ale Brewed With pumpkins. We're going to embrace pumpkins. We're not going to fight it here on the Cigar Dave Show. Cigar Oktoberfest. Beer tasting maneuvers continue.
0: The Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. An evening celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Hosted by the General Cigar Dave and featuring Jack Daniels Sinatra Select and other Jack Daniels Spirits. All attendees will receive the extremely limited Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar, the Monte Cristo Estoque, the Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut, and the Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Swords, Stars, and Sinatra will be held poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa on Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. For more details and to purchase tickets, go to CigarDave.com.
5: this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootleggers dream, a gorgeous cigar made in Esteli Nicaragua triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich. It's complex. It's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it.
0: Become Mighty Oak, standing in the face of gale-force winds of political correctness. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave. Continuing Cigar
1: Oktoberfest beer-tasting maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery in the Tampa Bay area, the uh, oldest continuous microbrewery in the Tampa Bay area. It's been, uh, how long has it been now, Mike, 16 years?
2: Well, we started putting it together in '95, and actually... put out our first product in 96 so So we, we started
1: the show in 95 so we're right around the same time going on 20 years and before we get to the next beer and introduce our next guest two big events coming up here lieutenants next week next thursday it is sinatra correction swords stars and sinatra celebrating the monte cristo 80th anniversary both events by the way in the cigar city of tampa being held at the same location poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Tampa Hotel and Casino. We'll be celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary. All attendees will receive four Monte Cristo cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. That's a $25 cigar right there. You'll be enjoying some incredible spirits from Jack Daniels and Woodford Reserve, some great delicacies, carving station, pasta station, desserts, It is going to be a wonderful evening from 7 to 10 p.m. with some great sounds of Sinatra in the background. And that is going to be a great event. That is Thursday, October 29th, 7 to 10 p.m., Seminole Hard Rock in the Cigar City of Tampa. Tickets, $100. Go to CigarDave.com. And then, lieutenants, Saturday, November 21st, it is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, second year in a row, sponsored by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels and Woodford Reserve. You will get everything. It is an all-inclusive ticket. Great cigars, incredible, humongous Alpha Buffet, great spirits tastings, great beer tastings, all outside. The show will be from noon to 2. You're going to get some great gifts. Tickets, $160. They are limited. The VIP Cabanas are sold out, and I have the cigar listing. We just finalized it yesterday yesterday. As I was uh, with Rich Krudik, the Davidoff brand manager, all afternoon, and here is what you will get upon walking into the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. You will start off with the Davidoff Escurio, the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the Davidoff Nicaragua, the Davidoff Special R, almost a $20 cigar and very, very exclusive. Incredible cigar, smoked one yesterday, and the uh, Avo Synchro. And we will have a sixth special cigar from Camacho. We're working on it as we speak. We're just waiting to see if the cigars will be out of the aging room in time. But you're going to get great, six great cigars. Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 21st. Don't delay. Go to CigarDave.com for both events, and you will see the listings and ticket info right there. So next up, as we uh, welcome back Mike Bryant, now we have Trace Kelly, one of the Dunedin Brewing team, with us. We'll enjoy a Dunedin Brown Ale. So Trace, tell me about this. I love the Dunedin Brown. We'll have you get that microphone a little bit closer. Move that. There you go. How's that? Outstanding. That's one of my uh, personal favorites.
6: I love Brown Ales. Got a great chocolate note, good malty body, easy drinking,
1: and a lot of great American uh, hot profile on it. Got a chocolate on little chocolate flavor on the nose, I'll say. Cheers. Yeah, yep. Let me take a sip of this here. Mm. Mm.
6: Ten it's uh, Notes a chocolate, ha- dark chocolate. Yeah, A little espresso. Yep, malty. Malty, a little, malty. Hop, a little, little nutty. A little, little hop forward.
1: Little, uh, not overly some, hoppy. No, not overly Not overly hoppy. hoppy at all. It's, Very
6: smooth. It's hoppy for a brown
1: now.
2: One of the originals.
1: That it, is very, very. That's nice. Yeah, it was uh,
6: the Beach Town. Beach Tail Brown. Beach Tail ale. Brown Ale. Yeah, one of the originals.
1: Beach Tail Brown Ale. Now, let's go from a Brown Ale. Actually, before we go into our next beer, let's talk about right here. You were just doing all sorts of things, and one of the things that you gave me was actually the wort. Before it becomes beer, it goes in. You put the malts, the malted barley, into the mash tun. Correct. You mix that with water. You get it hot enough so it's just before boil, correct?
3: Yes, yes.
1: And how long do you keep it in the mash done?
6: Uh, That depends. That depends on each brew. Um, The the water heats up, heats up the starches, and converts all the starches into sugars, and that's what we extract out of the malts.
1: Okay, and, well, then you, as it was coming out, I said the aroma's incredible, and you Uh, gave me
6: sweet little
1: I'm going to take a sip. This is before the hops are added. There's a little bit of hops in here before the hops and before it goes into the fermentation tank with yeast. Right. I'll take a sip. It's a little bit warm. That's the warm. I have to tell you, that is like, if you have a cold or a sore throat, it's great. This is almost like an infused flavored iced tea. Yep. It is fantastic. You have to bottle this. <laughs> you have to come out with this during flu and cold season. You do it. Dave's love. I'll tell you, this is great. Take another sip. <laughs> I have never had the warts. What what comes out of the mash tun before it becomes beer, it is fantastic. We are at Dunedin Brewery, front and center. It is Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers, hour number two, and the tastings continue next.
0: This. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. The
1: foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, and where to conduct forward broadcast maneuvers, pleasure maneuvers, especially when it comes to Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. Why do it in Command Center Alpha and Humidor 1A when I can go to the Ford Theater of Operations right in the heart of the brewery where the brewskis are made. So we have ventured just about 15 miles from Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A in the Cigar City, just west over to Pinellas County, and we're just north of Clearwater, Florida, in Dunedin, the home of Dunedin Brewery, what actually the oldest operating microbrewer. Micro I was going to say distillery, but maybe that's next. Microbrewer in the Tampa Bay area. Mike Bryant, longtime owner, proprietor, longtime friend, joins us. And once again, Trace Callie, one of the Dunedin Brewing Team, rejoins us as well. As we welcome you back, Lieutenants. A couple of items. We are posting some great pictures at cigardave.com, as well as our social media sites Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just go to cigardave.com, and on the upper right hand corner, click on any of these social media logos, and you can follow us along. See some great pictures and some tasting notes as well. And we have already sampled one, two, three beers. We started off with the Dunedin Brewery Oktoberfest Lager. We then went into, oldie but goodie, some Molson Canadian from the Great White North. And then we sampled a fantastic Dunedin Brown Ale. Taste mm-hmm. notes of dark chocolate, little espresso. Very, very smooth, a little bit of nuttiness, almost some cashew. Just a wonderful uh, taste on the palate going perfectly with my Oktoberfest cigar from Casada, the Casada Oktoberfest. Now, I want to bring back Trace because, Trace, you've been since early this morning, since we've been here working on another brew, actually brewing the next batch for Dunedin Brewery. So, what? first of all, what's it going to be? This is, today we're uh, brewing an IPA. So this is going to be an India pale ale. And as we talked about last week, you had a pale ale. And the reason they call it an India pale ale is because when the British soldiers and the, the, the British used to travel over to India in ships, their ale wouldn't make it. Wouldn't because of it. the long trip. So they put a lot of, if I'm not mistaken, hops in there, mm-hmm. and that acted as a preservative. Correct. A little bit, much more flavor, much more richness than a regular pale ale, but it seems as though that IPA has become extremely popular with the craft brewing movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you attribute that to?
6: The floral and all the hops and the bitterness, I think they've just um, caught on and taken off, and it's a delicious beer.
1: So tell me about the Dunedin Brewery IPA that you are brewing as we speak. Today we're brewing the American Classic.
6: It's uh, one of our most popular beers. It's um,
1: got a light, light body to
6: it. It has um, all-American hops in it, Centennial, Cascade, Summit. It's a delicious beer. What's the gravity? It's going to be about 7.2, coming in right around 7.2. And ABBs. in terms of
1: IBUs, give me a ballpark, International Bitterness Units. IBUs about 70. Wow so that's really going to have a lot of hoppiness on the, on the palate
6: it's very hot forward for
1: all right sure. and as we speak private Eric is is summoning up some American classic IPA because in our all the different beers I forgot to to bring in an American classic IPA <laughs> so as I look at this it's a golden straw color correct very very nice so I'll take a whiff ooh it has a nice almost like a champagne type aroma to it nice nice floral. sweetness very floral yeah mm-hmm so let me say cheers. Mm. Definitely taste that 70 uh, bitterness uh, international bitterness units with the hoppiness, oh, yeah. but still relatively smooth. I'm not getting a lot of that sourness in the back it's of the... It's balanced. Uh, yeah. It's very balanced. Yeah. Almost a little bit of a bright beer, I'd call it. Correct. Mm. Mm. Bright with uh, with some hoppiness to it. Yeah. And is this one of your more popular beers that you sell here yes, at the brewery?
6: Yes, it is. It's more of a West, West Coast style IPA than East Coast. Well, it's interesting.
1: Now that you mention that, we're going to go out of order. We were going to do pumpkin, but let me bring up the Lagunitas IPA. I visited them in Petaluma, California. It is Petaluma, just north. Uh, It's in uh, uh, actually, it's in Santa Rosa County. It is just north of San Francisco, the home of Leo Laporte, who had (laughs) me as a a visitor from uh, Twit TV. Very cigar friendly, as well. I should say Leo is. So I'm going to open up this Lagunitas IPA, and as I do that. I will tell you that it is no longer an independent craft brewer. It has been taken over. It has been purchased by Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, as they say. Oh, uh, Heineken. Was it Heineken? Was it, I thought it was, it was Anheuser-Busch. It, Maybe it was. Heineken. Heineken,
2: Heineken. Was you know, it Heineken? Uh, collaborative effort. It yeah, could have been. Okay, the there behind. you go. It
1: Nonetheless, it still was taken over by a big boy. <laughs> All right, now as I look at this, the color is a little bit more amber-like than the Dunedin Brewer uh, Classic American Classic IPA. Let me just take another.
2: Must be the water. The you know what? California you have Cascade water.
1: There are more floral notes on the uh, on the nose on yours than on this, but I'll take a sip. Not as hoppy. Balanced. This is very similar to yours without the, the additional hoppiness. Take, mm-hmm. take a taste of that and give me your professional opinion, Mike. Let's see here.
2: I love these guys' products. They grew vertically. I mean, they grew out, but they grew their brew house vertically.
1: Really, really inspirational deal. So I've just taken the Lagunitas IPA in Petaluma, California. Mm. Mike, your mm. your your notes.
2: A little bit malt, a little bit sweeter malty. Yep. The the hops are really round and uh, and kind of get right in there with that sweetness. But it's a really nice IPA. It's a it's a uh, I guess new generation West Coast Northern. Yep i yeah, those guys are great. Cla-
6: classic's a little maybe. bit drier,
2: drier finish. Yeah, do yeah, a great job.
1: And, and what I would say is to anybody out there today who wants to conduct their own tasting maneuver, it's really pretty simple. There's no right, there's no wrong. Over the last, <laughs> since I've been doing this, uh, we started Cigar Oktoberfest. Gee, got to be about a dozen years ago, maybe more. My philosophy has been simple. I've been bu- guided by two things. If I see a name that I find interesting, I'll buy it. If I see a package or a bottle that looks interesting, I'll buy it. That tends to work out pretty well, and I always try to look for different styles. I'll go into a a, a beer retailer, and I'll say, okay, you know what? Let me do some lagers. Let me do some IPAs. Let me do some stouts, and just kind of go around that way, and you can conduct your own tasting, and the great thing is you can buy individual bottles today with this beer renaissance, Mm -hmm. this beer Mm -hmm. resurgence. You don't have to buy a four-pack or a six-pack anymore. Just
2: travel around the world and just um, tweak your flavors and just taste, all kinds of stuff. And some some of the stuff, you look at the label and you you get it and you go, wait a minute, that's not what I thought it was going to be, which is really really neat, you know.
1: Exactly. And some of the names are, are, you know, like here's Truck Stop Honey. You know, open (laughs) 24 hours. That's their logo. (laughs) I'm like, how could I pass on that? Uh, But some of them are actually good. Now, somebody comes to the brew pub here at Dunedin Brewery. Do you have a vertical tasting? Can they select? Sure, sure. Yeah, on these
2: little paddles. And uh, we'll set them up. uh, They can pick out whatever they want. We've got a crowler now where if you some of the some of the limited uh, beers you can't get in the crowler, but some most of them you can, and you fill it with a can, take it with you.
1: At any given time, I'm looking over here. Your current menu is: you've got a pale ale, your red ale, your brown ale, your apricot peach, your flashlight lager, the American classic IPA, the Bakia, which is a Belgian quad tart, a uh, tart. Yep. Okay. Uh, Exo-stenture. Exostenture, which <laughs> yeah. is what? What, what is it's that? It's a blonde, a Belgian blonde. Belgian blonde. <laughs> no. uh, I like Belgian blondes. I like Swedish <laughs> blondes as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. They're, you can't go wrong with them. Uh, you have the Saint Gembrinus. Jabrinus, which is a. Apl- uh, I can't read what it says here. Is that some sort of?
6: It's an Abbey Double,
1: an Abbey, which is what
6: Belgian Abbey Double. Yeah. It's I in remember. gravity. Yeah, higher gravity, nice Belgian style. High gravity
1: and meaning it's going to be more alcohol. Correct. correct. Okay. Correct. Then we've got the Jackie Bones pumpkin, which we're going to sample here. I can't wait. It looks as though it's got some pumpkins, some cinnamon, some vanilla, uh, and then we've got Are You My Dunkel, which is a Dunkel, which we will sample. A beer de Café. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Belgian.
2: No, no, it's a brown ale with um, infused with um, coffee beans. And uh,
1: why did we not select other that? proprietary we may have to, stuff? Private Eric. We need a glass of the beer de café, please. You said coffee, and I'm going to have to try that. Then we have the Oktoberfest lager. So at any one given time, you're looking at at least a dozen, 13 different beers that you have right. on draft that people can sample.
2: Right. And and get a pint of or... A pint of or whatever they want to do. growler of it. We don't exactly. do the growlers anymore, but the growlers. 32-ounce can.
1: And they've changed the laws in Florida now. So actually, people can do larger growlers. Right. Well... You- you could
2: have, but you had to have a specific license and understand okay. it. But now it's more easy. It's easier for guys that have tasting rooms to understand.
1: Now, you're, when how often do you brew uh, here? in the brewery every day not enough it's like not enough two two, <laughs> two times a week
2: minimum two times a week what is it trace You're three on the schedule on sometimes 2.5 2.5 <laughs> so half a day we stop in the middle and then we start up yeah, next stop week again
1: for the next week so and is there a reason for i mean because you always have to keep beer in inventory right. correct and how long will the beer stay after you put it in a cake
2: uh, well it's, it's we've had it what our original uh uh, beers that we commissioned at 96 we had some of those and we mm-hmm. had them at a christmas party a vertical tasting kind of thing there right. a couple of years ago so Several years, if you yeah. keep them cold and they're they're low oxygen going in and you do the, everything correct you can keep them just about forever they get a little bit older you know um, but we're, we're ramping up now for central florida highland games we do a, over 200 kegs in a day and a half so wow we got to get caught back up. Need we product. did the Oktoberfest and now it's, you know, this. So.
1: We need to make this a hour, 24-7 365 yeah, brewing we could, operation. We could do that with bigger, bigger oh, tanks. You
2: know, Somebody send us some tanks from somewhere they didn't need. You know.
1: <laughs> there you go. Alright, our guest, Mike Bryant, the uh, founder and owner of Dunedin uh. Brewery. Trace Callie, one of the Dunedin brewing team here at Dunedin Brewery. When we come back, we will get into tasting the Imperial Pumpkin Ale from Southern Tier. I'm going to try that. Uh, beer to Cafe. I, beer to Cafe. It looks it looks like espresso and coffee. I cannot wait to get <laughs> it, to that. We've delicious. got a whole bunch of other things. We're at Dunedin Brewery where we're conducting Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers for Cigar Oktoberfest. Cheers and
0: long ashes. <laughs> The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff cigars, Jack Daniels libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com.
5: Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild Smooth flavor, it's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, Nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit
0: us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for twenty 95 you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
0: In the fertile
6: fields of the Connecticut River Valley there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, The Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick
0: up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. America's alpha male with nads of steel. The General Cigar Dave.
1: Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers continue. We are on the brewery floor here at Dunedin Brewing, and uh, which is just outside of the cigar city of Tampa over in Pinellas, a little bit north of Clearwater. And I'm uh, staring at a almost a 1,000-gallon mash ton, an 800-gallon kettle, all these fermenters. I'm surrounded by the aromas of an IPA that is being brewed right now. And Mike Bryant uh, rejoins us again, along with Trace Kelly a member of the Dunedin Brewery team. Gentlemen, we left off at the Beer de Cafe, which is a coffee-infused mm. beer. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. With chocolate. With chocolate. So tell me how that's made, how that's brewed.
6: It's a brown ale. It's uh, infused with uh, coffee from Joffrey's. does a special roast for us over in Tampa. We like to support local. And um, chocolate, and it's a great uh, recipe. It was one of my one-offs years and years ago, and it's turned into a, uh, a pretty much a house standard.
1: So, you said initially, Mike, when you sampled this, that you were up till about six in the morning. You couldn't get to sleep. Right. a little bit yeah. too much caffeine, <laughs> too much
2: octane. It's a good one for the early evening. Yeah. to give you the. It's sting got
6: caffeine. Power. That's for
1: dang sure. Now, how do you, do you infuse it with? Do you put coffee beans in the in the in the mash tun. No, no, no. It's uh, infused later on. Later on. Okay. Correct. Well, the ar- I mean, it definitely smells like you're walking into, you know, a coffee house. Mm. That aroma. If you yep. walk into a Starbucks mm-hmm. or a Tim Hortons Dunkin' Donuts, I'll take another And it goes well with here. donuts. Mm. <laughs> it does. Very cream. As does a Labats or a Molson, eh? <laughs> because Canadians consume sure. more donuts by per capita than anywhere on the planet. i tell you, this is very nice. Definitely has... You. you can definitely get that coffee and that some of that, that chocolate, but not overpowering. Mm. And what style is this? Again, this is a stout.
6: It's a breakfast drink. It's no, a it's breakfast a, drink. Don't eat yes. style breakfast drink. A <laughs> breakfast drink. So is
1: there a specific... It's American brown ale. Oh, it's an American
6: brown ale. It's our American brown ale,
1: correct. Gotcha. Very, very nice. Now, let's uh, move from there to Southern Tears Imperial Pumpkin Ale, brewed with pumpkins. Now... Southern tier has uh, exploded. They're just uh, south of Buffalo in western New York. We've sampled another. Their double IPA is great. They've got a number of year-round. This is part of their seasonal. And uh, this is, it says, pumpkin is an ode to or puka, which is a creature of Celtic folklore who is both feared and respected by those who believe in it. And it is brewed, it says, in the spirit of Halloween. And... Uh, you look at this, it is 8.6% alcohol by volume. Now, it says 19% Plato. What does mm-hmm. that mean?
2: That's a, another way of describing the, the gravity. Gravity. It's 25%. It uses
1: two-row pale malt, caramel malt, pureed pumpkin. The kettle hops are magnum, and the aroma hops are sterling, and I know that makes sense to you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. All right, so I will open this up, and let me stick this in here. And looking at that again, this looks uh, a little bit of a golden orange, if you will. Wow. Oh, the, the spice! Great spice aroma on the nose. I'll say, cheers. Oops. Mm. That's good. That's good. Not overpowering. Mm. Trace, what'd you think? Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Pretty good. Yeah, it's got a little toastiness in there in the nose. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sweet.
6: That oh, is very nice. Sweet.
1: Now gentlemen, I will tell you, this has been in my refrigerator for 2 years. Now people would say, wait a minute. Beer doesn't last. <laughs> I kept it nice and chilled. I forgot to use this last year. So I still had it mm. and I have to tell you this is fantastic. That's good job there, keeping it, yeah. To me there's no I don't there's no hint of uh, being at rancid or turning no, or anything.
2: It's going to be a little different than this year just because of the grains are going to change year to year. Absolutely, the but, grow.
1: but very, very pleasant. Uh, no question about it. So the Southern Tier Pumpkin in Southern Tier is a uh, craft brewery that is really from Lakewood, uh, New York that has just exploded on the scene. Good name. It, yeah, great, great, great name. Well, it's, it's Southern Tier of uh, of Western New York, so that's huh. how they got huh. it. I mean, right. But it is, uh, they just made, I think they've got about 20 different beers that they make year-round, and they've done uh, exceptionally well. Very, very popular. And one of the things that I find is they've got some, like this Southern, uh, this pumpkin, they have another one that's uh, almost like an infused-type chocolate that is uh, seasonal as well, that's really off the charts. Chocolat. But but very, chocolate, that's it. Chocolate. Yep, but very, very pleasant. And uh, so these guys have done a very, very nice job. Is there a difference, Mike, or Trace, when you are brewing with uh, considering that if you are gonna just put it into a keg or into bottles? Not really. I nothing mean nothing changes? We
2: haven't ever done anything different. We wanted actually the way back the idea of, that was it was a brew pub in a bottle because back in those days everybody wanted standard brands. Some breweries started out with one brand, you right. know. We had a bunch we wanted to brew pub in the bottle because brew pubs brewed all kinds of different brands,
1: styles. Outstanding. Well so far we've enjoyed the Dunedin Oktoberfest lager. The Dunedin Brown Ale, the Dunedin American Classic IPA, the Dunedin Beer de Cafe, which is infused with chocolate and with coffee. Then we enjoy the Laganitas IPA, as well as the Southern Tier Pumpkin, which I can still taste those wonderful seasonal spices uh, on the palate. And we come back, we got a whole bunch, including the Dunkle and an Apricot Peach from Dunedin Brewery. We'll also enjoy a Guinness Extra Stout a Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, and a Truck Stop Honey Brown Ale. The Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers continue from Dunedin Brewery.
0: The October selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Perdomo Special Craft Series, including Amber, Stout, and Pilsner, that pair beautifully with beers for Cigar Oktoberfest. The Perdomo Special Craft Series Stout has a dark, oily, cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper and Nicaraguan binders and fillers. The Maduro is a medium to full-bodied cigar that pairs with your favorite stout, porter, brown ale, bock, dunkel, or imperial stout. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have the cigar shipped directly to you. Just log on to cigardave.com.
1: It's the general cigar dave, and we've got two big events occurring in the cigar city of Tampa, both at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. First up on Thursday, October 29th, Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. Celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary, I'll be hosting this great event where attendees will receive four great cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. We'll have spirits tasting featuring Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra select great food, libations, delicacies at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Thursday, October 29th. Tickets, $100 and available at CigarDave.com. Then, on Saturday, November 21st, it's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock as we enjoy great Davidoff cigars, great spirits from Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels, great delicacies, all poolside. Tickets available at CigarDave.com. Two great events in the Cigar City coming your way
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to have everybody join in and sing along with the band.
5: In heaven, there is no fear.
0: Cigar Dave's five-star lounge is open for your pleasure. Home of big-name entertainment, top-shelf booze, and beautiful dames. Ice cubes and beer, boys. Ice cubes and beer. All that she drank was ice cubes and beer. She was my sweetie. I loved her dear. All that she drank was ice cubes and beer. Oh, beer. Oh, yes. Ice and beer in a day like today. And I One of the most popular beer songs
1: of all and time. that is Jerry Darlak and the touch from my hometown of Buffalo popular uh, popular group Jerry Darlak passed away a few years ago and I guarantee you he is in heaven and he's enjoying some fine beer because what does it say in heaven there is no what is it says, in heaven there is no beer so, wait a minute. Well, I'll have to figure that one out. I don't, there, it should be in heaven there is beer. But in any event, Jerry Darlek and the uh, Touch still pretty popular up in the Western New York Theater of Operations back at Dunedin Brewery just outside of the Cigar City of Tampa just north of Clearwater, Florida. We're with uh, Mike Bryant, the founder and owner of Dunedin Brewery and rejoined by Ricky Krantz, one of the Dunedin Brewing Team. And we're conducting Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. And uh, gentlemen, one of the very big, I don't know if it's a, uh, I don't say it's a fad, I don't say, I think it's maybe a trend, is hard root beer. And I was up in the Western New York Theater of Operations earlier this summer, mid-August, for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, and we had the chance to, uh, to try to sample at uh, one of the uh, great cigar-friendly beer spots uh, in the Western New York Theater of Operations not your father's root beer. And yeah. it is an interesting story with that. It says bottled ale with the taste of spices. And it has racked up $7.5 million in sales through the first half of 2015. That would rank it as one of the country's 30 top selling craft beers. It is, uh, you know, a high octane fuel for adults that <laughs> want something that tastes like a, a soda. And I was shocked because I didn't think I was going to like it, but it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic, yeah, and it was it's good. very interesting because the uh, it is it is created it is brewed under contract by Pabst Brewing Company, who owns a major steak and not your father's, and it's made in their La Crosse, Wisconsin plant. No, no mostly for production of Mike's Hard Lemonade and Smirnoff Ice. Pabst handles the distribution, and they announced a major push to roll out this uh, root beer in all fifty states but it is a very big, it's spurned a very big trend because there's another uh, imitator now, Coney Island Hard Root Beer by Coney Island Brewing Company, and there is no doubt about it. In Buffalo, it went on sale. People were lined up and sells out wherever it goes, and I don't know if you've had the chance to try this, but it is phenomenal. Very surprised, and people are drinking this like it is... Regular root beer. Yeah, it is
2: good, and it's like it's a throwback. It's a rant, the romance of going back to making root beer at home when you had sassafras, you boiled That's it, right. and all this, you know. So it takes people back to those days. It would probably be what 1902, or you know, in that era, or even farther back, you know. Well,
1: I know that in the colonial era there was birch beer. Yeah, yeah, but there yeah, wasn't root beer then, and that. then root beer was sassafras. Yeah, we've done birch and, beer, and sure, birch beer. Now you have root beer, and it is extremely popular and uh, not your father's root beer and it's kind of if you look at the uh the label here it's it kind of got a you know looks as though a gentleman from the yeah, late yeah. 1800s with a barrel next to it it's certainly not an overly fancy a kind barrel of a retro aged. <laughs> yeah barrel age there you go and it's done very very well it's uh, brewed by well it's distributed made by four loco in chicago just outside of chicago illinois but again pabst has taken a major stake in it, and Pabst was taken over a number of years ago, and there's a renaissance, a resurgence of old Milwaukee, of mm-hmm. Pabst Blue Ribbon, yeah, PBR. Yeah, yeah, those
2: brands are hot, yeah. yeah. They're very hot again, going Except retro,
1: me. back to like the 30s, 40s, well, actually not 40s, but maybe the 50s yeah, and 60s. Yeah, that's a
2: good thing. I mean, it's just people living in history going to be able to reach back and all that.
1: I, I think it's great. Absolutely. Well, one of the... Items that I wanna next item up for not up for bid on the prices, right, but up for <laughs> tasting here on the Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuver edition of the Cigar Dave show is a dunkel and you
4: call it Are You My Dunkel. Tell me what is a dunkel. What is a dunkel, Ricky? Well a dunkel is actually the the darker cousin to a hefeweizen. So it's a wheat ale brewed with a hefeweizen strain of yeast, so you're gonna get some some clove and banana phenolics out of it. And then it's Pretty easy drinking for a darker colored beer, but our production manager, Mike Son, actually likens it to bananas foster in a glass. Okay. I'll say cheers. The aroma.
1: Relatively nothing overly special about the aroma, but I'll take a taste. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a banana nut bread taste to it. Now when you said a Hefeweizen, I was thinking it's more like a German beer,
4: more like a mild but that's not necessarily the case. It's a strain of yeast. The yeast that grows in Germany has that very spicy, it's almost like an angry kind of yeast where it gives you these, like um, they call them phenols, where they taste like clove or pepper or banana. Sometimes they can even get bubble gummy. So there's all sorts of things that, that yeast will produce as it's fermenting out the sugar. Yep. So as you open the, that bag
1: of Hefeweizen yeast, you said, it's kind of an angry yeast, does it say... You will enjoy my yeast, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Austrian yeast. <laughs> yeah, you will enjoy it. All right, so next up we're going to go from the uh, very unique Dunkel, the Are You My Dunkle from Dunedin Brewery. We're going to go to kind of a different, uh, well, actually, probably one of the more popular beers certainly around the world, and this is a Guinness Extra Stout from Dublin, Ireland, Mo- certainly amongst the most popular beers in the U.K. and now certainly around the world, owned by Diageo, so worldwide distribution. And the Guinness uh, Extra Stout is 7.5% alcohol by volume. It is an unfermented but hop Guinness wort extract shipped from Dublin, which is added to local ingredients and fermented in the United States, which is very interesting. So 7.5% alcohol by volume. And when you look at this, this is a very dark beer. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at it, you think it's going to be super spicy, super hoppy. It's not the case. Yeah, yeah. Not at all.
2: Um, Guinness one of the world's oldest and uh, different breweries. It's surprising they're sending the high-gravity wort over here, and they're fermenting it here. That's an interesting challenge.
1: That is Um, interesting. Are they doing that for cost? Yeah,
2: most likely because, uh, you know, it's like Corona. Corona was brewing sending all the, all the grain and hops over to the Hawaii, the islands, then putting water in it and then sending it back. And it was cost prohibitive. So the same kind of thing, I guess is going on there,
1: but it kind of takes away, I think from it's really, it's authenticity. Well, you what happens to a lot of the, someone said about the Rocky
2: mountain beers, where's the Rocky mountain water? Where's, you know, where so it's like this, where's the St. James gate water? You know, it's still a great beer. It's still a great beer, but, um, go to Ireland and drink the beer and then bring that over here. And you can, you can tell the difference. It's, that's what the authenticity and the romance part of craft brewing is. You know, uh, Guinness, as large as they were, is, actually was living by that same code of ethics of this is real, this is the, our water. It's expensive, but I think people would pay, I would pay 50 cents more for water from Ireland. Well, if it, if it makes a
1: difference in the taste, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and in, in the UK, don't they serve beer a little more at room temperature?
2: Yes, yes. Well, now it's moved to emulate uh, America because America's new, and we moved. From because let's face it, the, America is
1: far greater than the UK. <laughs> Make <Mick>, the Brits <laughs> listening, and you just have exactly. to accept that fact. We beat them back in the Revolutionary War. We <laughs> <laughs> saved their asses in World War One and World War Two. You just have to. They all want to be Americans, really. Right. When you think about it, I mean. You know, they even want to speak correct English, not that British English. <laughs> now, on the nose, like got a lot of banana nut bread on it. And as I sample it and taste it, not hoppiness. Mm-mm. It's very pleasant. Just yeah, dry. Not, yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. That's the nice thing about it. It's so dry. It's dark and dry. You know? Very, very nice. No question about it. So we've now had the Guinness, and we still have some others to get to. So from Dunedin Brewery, let's move Oh, uh, this is one of my favorites—the apricot peach. So, Trace, tell me about this.
4: Um, well, that's our, our number one. R- I'm sorry, Ricky. I'm sorry. <laughs> my <laughs> mistake. I I I, mistake I was sitting right. here looking for Trace. My, my, huh? my mistake. My mistake. Um, that's our number one selling beer. So the the base of that beer is just a standard American style wheat ale. So we're using our our American wheat yeast or our American yeast and a wheat beer. And, oh, uh, that is delicious! It's just really clean, fermented out. Yeah, we <laughs> add the we add the apricots after fermentation, so you get that bright fruit flavor from them. But mix
2: that a little bit with the Guinness. We did a, a do a little Guinness with that. It's that kinda, is no one when you visit the the brewery in in uh, Dublin. They say you don't mix anything with Guinness, G- but when you do, you float the. Apricot. With Put a little Guinness. bit in there? Yeah, and just try to see what that, what that does. Oh, it like fizzes a, it up like a float. Yeah, and it, the, the taste is.
1: Let me take a taste of it.
2: Get him in the blending here, like blending your own cigar.
1: You know what? You made Guinness taste much better. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, you did. No, you did. That is great. And I remember the first time you brought that apricot peach for a sampling, at least 12, 13 years ago, maybe longer, I was blown away. That was just phenomenal. It
2: was strange when we did it first. People thought we were crazy. You know, we did that what ninety-seven,
1: something like that. But it's worked nicely. And speaking of, let's move in now to a little bit of a uh, another flavored beer. We're going to go to the Jackie Bones, which if uh, Ricky, if I believe, it's got some pumpkin, some cinnamon, some vanilla, a little bit of everything in there, some nutmeg.
4: Yeah, we went with a, a more traditional pumpkin style. So it's a, it's a uh, an amber ale base with over 500 pounds of pumpkin and that and that mashed on there Um, and then we add cinnamon nutmeg and vanilla
1: now would some beer purists say well if you add anything to beer that's you've 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 destroyed the intent of beer
4: (laughs) well um in germany maybe but they've changed it now yeah it depends on who you (laughs) ask like if you ask the belgians it's it's all beer there's no styles and they put whatever they want into it um yeah ask some but of the, the Germans, Germans, you will not put anything in our beer, yeah! <laughs> but I think a lot a lot of American craft breweries are doing a really good job at kind of having a balance between traditional and um, newer styles where they're adding a lot of different uh, flavorings to a very well-brewed traditional beer. Well, let me say
1: cheers, and I will taste this. Nice, deep, uh, orangey-amber color to it. Nice aroma.
3: hmm.
1: That's magnificent.
3: That is magnificent. And really,
1: when you think about it, beer should be made for people to enjoy. Right. If people like a sweeter beer, great. If people like a hoppier beer, great. That's why you make so many different styles. That's why there's so many different cigar styles, because people want to enjoy it. And socialize. Socialize. That's the camaraderie, the fellowship. Exactly right. And, uh, again, the only people that would be very perturbed are the... The people in München are like, you will not change your beer. You know, have you noticed yes. even in German when up. they say good morning, good morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like easy, down, wait, easy, yeah. <laughs> All right, take one more one more sip. I can't stop taking sips of this. It's so good. Mm. What is the uh, the IBUs? It's got to be like
4: seven on this. Yeah, it's real low. Real I think low? It's seven, nine, somewhere in there. The alcohol by
1: volume on this? Uh, that one is six. A little bit oh, seven. I think. Seven? Yeah. That's yeah. surprising because it's yeah. so smooth. Yeah, it's dangerous. Dangerous, exactly right. <laughs> 7.4. Right. That is outstanding. Well, we still have the a very unique name, the bakia, which is a tart Belgian quad that we still have to enjoy from... Dunedin Brewing, and then we still have the Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, the Brown Ale Truck Stop Honey. And when we come back, lieutenants, I'm going to tell you about what one main brewer is doing with lobsters and beer, and then we'll tell you about two big events coming up. It is the Sword Stars in Sinatra Thursday, October 29th, and then we've got the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock Saturday, November 21st. Both events in the Cigar City, both events at the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, You'll definitely want to attend. We'll tell you about that as the final and concluding segment of this special edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery comes your way next.
0: The Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. An evening celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Hosted by the General Cigar Dave and featuring Jack Daniels Sinatra Select and other Jack Daniels Spirits. All attendees will receive the extremely limited Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar, the Monte Cristo Estoque, the Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut, and the Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Swords, Stars, and Sinatra will be held poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa on Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. For more details and to purchase tickets, go to CigarDave.com.
5: this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm gonna go with the Decade. I love it, it's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what, the Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I gotta tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at Rocky Patel.
0: Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist.
3: Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
0: Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience.
1: All right, final segment, Lieutenants. We have three beers we still have to sample. Mike Bryant, Ricky Krantz of Dunedin Brewery rejoin us here on Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuvers. So next up, we're going to enjoy from Breckenridge, Colorado, from Breckenridge Brewery, the Vanilla Porter. It is an ale brewed with real vanilla beans. And I'm going to pour a little... And I'm going to have you gentlemen pour a little as well. As I look at this, this is really a dark, almost looks like a stout. Looks uh, very similar, actually, to uh, the beer de café mm. from uh, that you gentlemen make. So let me pull this one up here, and I will. Oh, yeah, I can definitely taste the the banana nut on the nose. I'll take a sip.
4: That is damn good. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of vanilla going on there. Mm, yeah. There is a lot. Nice.
1: They that a lot of chocolate, roasted nut flavor of a classic porter with an en, uh, enigmatic surprise thrown in for good. So very, very pleasant. What do you think, gentlemen? Uh, like chewing on a vanilla bean. Yeah. A little bit of brown ale. The, l- 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 well, the, a banana nut bread. The, yeah, the, nice. the roasted
4: malts kind of give it a nuttiness, almost a raisiny sort of character. To now, it.
1: roasted malts is a darker malt.
4: Yeah, well, there's a there's. Two different ways of drying out the malt after they actually go through the malting process. And one way is kilning, where you get more of your your caramel malts. And then you have roasting, where you get your darker black sort of patent malts. Um, So, like chocolate malt. That gives it a darker complexion as well. Yeah. A little different flavor characteristic. It's going to color the beer way more. um, Where caramel malts give you red colors, the the roasted malts give you... um, black colors. Next up, we go to Gadsden, Alabama for the truck stop honey
1: ale brewed with honey made by Back 40 Beer. Interesting, In up until 2008, it was illegal to produce or sell beer in the state of Alabama that exceeded 6% alcohol by volume. However, it was not illegal to inbreed. <laughs> but they did change the law, not on the inbreeding, but on the alcohol by volume. So this particular beer is, uh, again, a truck stop honey brown ale, they call it. Nice-looking uh, nice looking package, nice-looking mm-hmm. beer. I'll let you pour that. Great aroma. Almost a uh, very floral, very fruity aroma on the nose. I will take a sip. That's got a unique mm. flavor. I can't – it's got a very unique note to it.
4: Man, that's almost oh, a little sour.
1: Yeah, yeah a little soury.
4: A little vinegar. sour.
1: I definitely get that sour in the back. Not mm. hoppiness at all, but a little sour. Take another sip here. hmm So is it a honey ale? I didn't get that part of it. It is a uh, brewed with, correction, let's see. Here it is. is. Truck Stop Honey. What does it say here? It says, ale brewed with honey. Mm. I'm not tasting the honey. Oh, you know, it's a different kind of, uh, honey's changed from uh, area to area. You know, where the bees are. I'm not not getting the honey, but let's go to the last beer that we're going to sample from Dunedin Brewery here, and this has got a unique name. It's called Bakia. B-A-K-K-H-E-I-A, a tart Belgian blonde so Ricky
4: tell me about this uh, well it's a, a, a tart Belgian quad quad I'm sorry um, and it's actually a little bit below ABV for a quad but we think it turned out delicious it's uh, kettle soured and then um, finished off with uh, regular yeast in, a, in a that's tank. good yeah so no it's, it's no hoppiness
1: a little bit of sour tart not sourness tartness to it
4: yeah but um, very unique but much better than that last beer that we sampled So we actually inoculated that with a specific bacteria to give it that lactic acid sort of tart, bright character, um, and then finished it off with normal yeast to get it down to where we wanted it. Uh, So that one's going to be a dark beer. You're going to get a lot of raisin, dark fruit, dark cherry um, sort of flavors out of it. It's just really, really tasty all around.
1: Outstanding. Well, lieutenants, if you are coming and visiting the Cigar City of Tampa, if you're going to come down for... Sword Stars and Sinatra five days away from now, Thursday, October 29th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. If you're going to be coming Saturday, November 21st for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Rock, come on over to Dunedin Brewery from uh, downtown Tampa. It's about a... That's a nice 25-minute ride, very easy, mostly highway. And uh, Dunedin's very, very quaint. They can come visit you, Mike, and Trace, and Ricky, Adam, your entire Dunedin Brewing team. And I want to thank you once again oh, for yeah. the great hospitality. Great to have and, you. And uh, it's been great as always, and we've been doing it for a long time. Oh, and yeah. it never gets old. It's fun. <laughs> Alright, Lieutenants, two very quick reminders. Five days away from Swords, Stars, and Sinatra, we celebrate the 80th anniversary of Monte Cristo. It, both events that we've got upcoming here in the next month are going to be at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Poolside in the Cigar City of Tampa. We celebrate Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary. You're going to get four great Monte Cristos, including the new Monte Cristo Estoque and the very limited Monte Cristo 80th. $25 cigar. We've got a pasta station. There's going to Be a carving station, great desserts, great beverages, some Jack Daniels samplings, Woodford Reserve. It's going to be a great evening. Tickets $100, infocigardave.com. That is five days away, Lieutenants. Telling you, going to be a great time. And then Saturday, November 21st, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Hard Rock, Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. It is powered by Davidoff USA and distilled by Jack Daniels and Woodford Reserve. You're going to get five great Davidoffs and a Camacho. Incredible food spread, great gift bag. It is a phenomenal way to spend a day, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Details, tickets, info, CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may your humidor always be full, may your cutter always be sharp, may your ash be extra, extra long, and may your beer always be tasty. Cheers, happy Cigar Oktoberfest.